The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Mary Preston, and with me as always is Kisa Amaro. Kisa, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Hello, I'm Kisa Amaro. I'm a certified health coach, and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and with themselves, all without deprivation or complicated meal plans. Sweet. And I'm Mary Preston, and I'm a licensed therapist and a life coach, and I work with mental health professionals who are experiencing burnout and, um, as a result, sugar addiction. And if anyone is watching the video today, you will see that my office is very messy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to explain that actually there's a reason I am putting on, I'm putting yoga bands on all of my leggings because if anybody has ever bought the one size, quote unquote, one size fits all leggings, it's got that really uncomfortable elastic. I'm getting rid of oh, it. Oh, is it like the, you're making like the fold down? Yeah. The I'm putting on a, I'm putting awesome. on a good comfy band on all of them. So they're comfortable. Awesome. Cause I care. I love it. So that's why it's messy. Oh, well. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. So Kisa, tell us about your program. Yeah. So I just kicked off my Lose the Craving, Lose the Weight Jumpstart program. And we have an awesome group of women who are ready to go beyond the nutrition and look at the relationship with food and themselves. And this is all to help them get control of their cravings. Um. So far, we're just finished the first week, so I'm having a great time interacting with them and seeing, you know, their goals and their reasons why they um, are joining me and working with me and are ready to take action. So if you are interested in working with me on a deeper, more impactful level, um, and you're ready to make lasting changes in your life, then don't worry, you're not too late. Um, we're going to run this program again. So, um, let me know if you want to be put on the list for the next session. And when we have that set up and ready to go, I'll send you information, um, on how you can join. Sweet. So, so you guys get yeah. on there. Yes. So if you want to join or get, uh, get information on the next session, you can go to kisaamaro.com. Uh, forward slash backslash slash jump slash. start. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the 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 question mark key. Get to it. Get on our waiting list. You want it. You know you yeah. do. Yeah. So Kisa, how about you, Mary? Amazing. I'm so excited. It finally started. I'm really excited to hear the results of working with your people. It's going to be yeah. awesome. So keep us updated how it goes. Um, and if you guys haven't found it already, I have a new, finally, I have a business Instagram page. It's about time. 
Yeah. um, So you can jump on there and read about the current. I'm doing a body neutrality challenge uh, every day in September. And this is because I have noticed working with people that it's really hard to jump from hating and shaming your body to go to love, like, woo, like, I love myself Mm -hmm. after you've been beating yourself up for years. Um, So we're just dropping the negative feelings and looking at our bodies with curiosity, kind of dropping that drama. Um, And it's pretty neat. Uh, It's it's really funny to see, um, it's usually gentlemen, fitness, fitness driven gentlemen who do not understand. (laughs) I get a lot of very interesting comments from people like, what is this about? Um, and it's, it's fun. So you should go check it out. I don't it out. get it. I don't get um, And then also, if you're ever interested in exploring just how sugar affects your energy and mood during the day, I'm going to be doing another five days without sugar challenge date to be announced uh, probably the beginning of October because right now we're doing the body neutrality challenge and the details will be in the show notes. Um, And of course, if you have any questions about one of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come find us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Um, Just Google it up and the link will also be in the show notes in the blog. Sweet. Yeah, come find us. (laughs) So, Kisa and I have been very fired up about this topic (laughs) the past couple of weeks. Should we... Should we warn them that there may be some rants going There may on? be some ranting. There may be some ranting. Yeah. We picked this topic a while ago. And then when we got to this podcast in our research, we keep ranting at each other and getting really <laughs> fired up. And so I don't know. We might go off the rails. Yeah. You might get some tips. I think you will at the end. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll get a lot of good information. But we also, I don't know, we might, we might rant a little bit at you. Mm-hmm. And today we are talking about the big why. Why eat healthy anyways? Yeah. Um, We spend so much time talking about the quote-unquote right foods to eat for weight loss, for health, etc. But what is really our goal? And instead of answers, I fear we may have a lot more questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Mary, I think that after this discussion, we will have many more questions. Um, and I think this is just the first conversation of many. Definitely. Uh, We could have many more episodes on this topic. I believe that this is such an important question to ask. And it is one that I've been asking myself lately and really trying to get to the bottom of it. So why do I eat healthy? Um, I've noticed that my reason for um, eating healthy have changed throughout the years. Like just like looking back, I'm like, okay, there's different, different reasons at different points of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have become more deeper and meaningful for me now with, especially with the birth of my daughter. Um, so a main reason why I eat healthy is, um, and like really working on my relationship with food is because she's like at that point where she's like starting to copy everything I do. Yeah. So if she sees me like binging on coconut butter and bananas, just like standing at the counter, like shoving it in my mouth, then she will want to do the same thing. Right. Um, So I eat healthy and I'm conscious of my eating habits because I want to set a healthy example for my daughter. 
I want her to have a healthy relationship with food and see it as a way to nourish her body and not to be afraid of food or to use it to punish herself. Mm. Um, so, you know, having a, having a daughter, having a daughter and a daughter and, you know, they say that your relationships, your relationships are a reflection of yourself. And that has never been so apparent than with my daughter. And she has been the biggest learning tool ever. <laughs> yeah. Second to me, like living abroad, like that's like one experience I had where it's like, just like massive learning experience. Um, and I've learned so much about myself in such a short amount of time just by having a daughter. So. Yeah, it's amazing. I've talked to a lot of people, you know, I work with a lot of parents and so many times uh-huh. it's hard for them, hard to, for them to, think to think about eating healthy about just for their own sake. Mm-hmm. But if they know that their their children are watching and that they're going to learn exactly what they're doing, that it's a little bit easier to to model yeah. differently. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you have like this little human and you're like, they see everything you do, like, mm-hmm. everything and they model everything you do too. Yeah. So yeah, it's been definitely been an inspiration and a learning. Like I said, she's the biggest learning tool, not just in like my eating habits, <laughs> but right. in life in general, you know? Right. And so. she's watching everything you do. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is only, you know, like my daughter is only one reason I eat healthy. There's other ones. Um, Like I said, we could have many more episodes on this topic alone. Um, So with that being said, Mary, let's get to the the conversation started. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, with all over the like overwhelming information out there on health and wellness, it can be difficult to remember why you decided to start eating healthy in the first place. Right. Um, It seems like there's a new fad diet out every season and that it will promise you the results that you didn't get from the diet you just tried and failed at. And in fact, you've been on probably every diet without any success. So you may as well just throw in the towel and eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Right. So if fad diets don't work and dieting in general doesn't work, then why even eat healthy? Yeah. Why? Why not just be (laughs) gluttonous? Yeah. Why not just be gluttonous, eat, you know, whatever you want, whenever you want, like ice cream for breakfast, uh, waffles and whipped cream for lunch, sugar, sugared cereal for dinner, and then, you know, like chips and dip for snack, mm-hmm. um, Hershey's bar for snack. You know, like what's preventing you from doing that? And what's the point of eating healthy in the first place? Mm-hmm. If there is more to health, so is there more to health than just our weight? That's what we kind of want to get to. Yeah. Um, Here's you know, where, are we, where all the questions start coming yeah. in? <laughs> are we, yeah. Like, are we chasing the wrong thing when it comes to determining if we're yeah. healthy? Like we're always chasing the weight, the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways in which we can determine if we are healthy other than the number on the scale? Mm-hmm. So that's where, I think that's where we kind of went with this podcast and this right. topic. So, right. Looking at, at why we are determining our health 
by our thinness or our weight. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what is healthy anyways? Like what is health? So we're so, (laughs) what does that even mean? You know, I feel like (laughs) back to the basics. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like we've just been brainwashed by media and marketing that we are taught that in order to be healthy, we need to have like 10% body fat. We need to have six pack abs or be able to perform at a certain level. Um, but just because you have a six pack does not mean you're healthy. Mm -hmm. And just because you don't have a six pack doesn't mean you're not healthy. So we need to stop looking at our media and advertising to see what healthy looks like and start looking inside and listening to our body, like what our body is saying. And I think we've been like, we've been trained not to listen to our body. Yeah. We've been trained to ignore it. Yeah. We ignore it. We ignore hunger cues. We ignore fullness cues. Mm -hmm. We ignore like, like sleep, like, (laughs) right. So many people are not getting, you know, the sleep they need because we just ignore it. Um, you know, we're like, we've learned to ignore our bodies. So. Mm-hmm. We go to work sick. We do all kinds yeah. of things. We ignore yeah. it. Yeah. 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 We keep working and keep like household activities and all chores and up even when we're sick and we're like mm-hmm. coughing and sneezing or throwing up and we're still doing the same amount of work. Right. <laughs> we like, like when you're sick, you're like, okay, your body's telling you, okay, let's slow down a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. take a little break. So, you know, like questions like, you know, do you have regular movement in your life? Right. You eat plenty of vegetables. Do you have sustained energy throughout the day? Do you sleep well at night and wake up refreshed? Do you have strategies for processing stress in your life? Do you have healthy boundaries? You know, these are questions that you know, you can ask and are, to me, in my eyes, determine your health, mm-hmm. you know? You can have all these things and be, quote, like, you know, um, in the eyes of, I don't know, the medical profession, like, mm-hmm. on a chart, you're overweight, right? <laughs> and you're, still, you're still healthy, you know? Like... <laughs> Right. But you're energetic, you're sleeping well, you're not stressed out. So then what's... Yeah. So why? Yeah. (laughs) You feel good, then why? Why do you need to lose weight? So, you know, listen to your body. If you're feeling great, then you don't need to worry about your stomach, whether it's flat or not. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, like that is not going to tell you if you're healthy or not. And I think so often we look to that. Right. To determine our health. We're like, oh, my stomach's not flat enough or my thighs aren't, I don't know, thin it's enough. not smooth enough. Not smooth enough. I have cellulite. Oh my gosh. Right. And we use that to determine our health. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we were preparing for this podcast, I kind of got thrown for a little bit of a loop. Um, <laughs> and it, so as I mentioned in the last episode, I've recently been studying the body positivity movement. And um, I've been following a number of people on Instagram that post a variety of body shapes and sizes and abilities and conditions um, with the purpose of normalizing different body types. And I'm going to be honest and say that I used to think body positivity was kind of bullshit. 
And um, after getting into it a bit recently, a little bit more seriously and actually studying it, I, that embarrasses me a little bit. Um, I used to think it was an excuse not to work hard, um, that it was like an excuse not to work out, an excuse to not care about your health, an excuse to be lazy. Uh, but as time has gone by, I've begun to see that as much as I talk about eating for my health, I've still been buying into that idea that a low weight or thinness or lack of fat equals healthy. And it's this idea that permeates our culture. And unless mm -hmm. we address that first, no matter how healthy you feel, as soon as your BMI goes above a magic arbitrary number, that mm -hmm. uh, I, I was actually reading that it changed at some point in I yeah. forget, 80, 90s, I think, 94 or something around there. It used to be like, 27 or something used to be a healthy BMI and then they dropped it to 25 and then just all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of people were overweight and unhealthy <laughs> and like the day before they were healthy, right? Like yeah. somebody picked a number. Um, but so as soon as your, your BMI goes above that number or the number on the scale moves to an arbitrary point that you've kind of picked in your head, you're going to believe that you're unhealthy and the quest to lose weight begins again. So I think we have to really evaluate what healthy means in the first place and let go of our idea that six pack abs, toned muscles, zero body fat are any indication of our health. Yeah. And I think this is what has been bothering me recently. Um, on the episode where we talked about intermittent fasting and the episode where we talk about like different kinds of foods in the back of my mind, that skinny equals healthy. Like it still resides back there and I don't know if it's ever going to go away just because mm -hmm. yeah. like, culture and society just repeats it so often that there's mm -hmm. such this, this fear of gaining weight and this drive to lose weight. And, and it was still kind of like, it still resides in the back of my mind. So if any point during some of those episodes, if that has come out, um, that weight loss is the goal, um, that we should always be pushing for, then I like, I want to apologize. I'm not going to go back and listen to everything because that's a <laughs> lot of time. But like, if that ever yeah. came out, you know, I just want everybody to know that that has never been the goal. Um, but it's just, it's a concept that goes so deep and it permeates our culture and it's perpetuated by really well-meaning health experts, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and one of the books, and I was just talking to Kisa about it earlier. I really recommend everyone go get the book Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabb. She is um, body, body pause a panda on Instagram. She's mm -hmm. fabulous. She's a really good example of mm -hmm. loving your body the way it is. Um, not in a sappy way, but in like a really useful, non-dramatic, like no bullshit way. And she has a really good model of how to talk to yourself and how to talk to other people, which I really love about it. So it's a really incredible yeah. book about the importance of letting go of the diet mentality and learning to love what real health is. Yeah. Awesome, Mary. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. And I will say that up until recently, I too believe that your health was determined by your weight. Like if you weren't in kind of like that healthy weight category then, mm -hmm. or if you were deemed overweight or obese, that you were technically unhealthy. Right. Um, and you needed to lose weight. So, and you know, like you, Mary, I've recently been looking beyond the number on the scale and really questioning why I eat what I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, and it not being tied to weight or right. a number on the scale. Um, 
So looking beyond that and seeing, you know, like what really, like, why do I eat? If it's, if, am I just eating because I want to weigh X amount of pounds? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, you know, like going deeper and looking beyond like that number has, it's really kind of, I guess, solidified and made it more meaningful as to why I eat what I eat. Um, you know, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily like changing what I'm eating. Um, but it's made it more kind of having, having a deeper meaning versus kind of, I don't want to say vanity, vanity, but essentially, you know, that is kind of his vanity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as, you know, how, how does this food affect my body? Um, how do I feel when I'm eating it? And um, not just feel like physically, but mentally too, you know, cause food can have a mental, a mental, um, effect on us. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. mental clarity. Like I want mental clarity. I want energy throughout the day. Um, and I want good digestion too. So, you know, really looking at that deeper meaning of like, why do I eat what I eat? Right. And, you know, we can, we could break the question of why eat healthy to why do we eat? Right. I like that question. Yeah. So like why eat? (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of us eat in order to lose weight. So Mm -hmm. we could ask ourselves, why do we want to lose weight? And when we take a deeper look at this question, we find that societal influence has a lot to do with why we want to lose weight you know we look at the ads on tv or look at social media and like i remember like when i first realized this is a while ago but i first realized like on facebook that you can like kind of manipulate like who you like and you can like because i I remember i would have like friends and i didn't i didn't really like their posts you know Mm -hmm. i was like "Ah, i don't really like what they're saying what they're putting out and then I realized, like, you can, like, manipulate that, and so you don't have to see that. I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, Yeah, you can hide I that. I don't have to see. I don't have to see what they're, what they're writing, you know, what they're putting out. So, um, you know, like, our social media is – there's so much information. And, like, I've gone through, especially, like, my Instagram, too, and just mm-hmm. – really looked at like what do I want to be seen like what types of things do I want to be seen yeah and uh, Instagram is a great yeah. place for that to yeah. to curate yeah. what kind of posts you want to be seeing it's really it's really cool for that mm-hmm. yeah and it's made a huge difference and just like these you know the images that you're just seeing and mm-hmm. you know like the ads on tv and companies they're the they're, you know there's people and they're trying to sell us something that we don't have yet right like a six-pack abs or smaller thighs and the reason why I always use six-pack abs is because when I was younger I really wanted a six-pack like that was like my my goal in life was I wanted that forever yeah it never came and that's okay I had it once (laughs) (laughs) it did it was like a really brief time crossfitting I don't know why I tried so hard for it sweet sweet that's awesome yeah so, but yeah, when we see these ads or images, we say to ourselves, you know, like something must be wrong with me. Like, yeah, person has this, these, this flat stomach. I don't mm-hmm. have that. There's something wrong with me. 
or yep. I'm not good enough. Um, I need that to be enough or, you know, I want that because it is better or it's needed in order to fit into society, into society, in order to be loved, in order to look good in the latest trends of clothes. So, you know, as you can see, this is causing us to have negative thoughts about our bodies and ourselves. And it turns like in turn, you know, not only for health reason, like not a healthy reason to determine what we right. eat. Yeah, um, that we're not good enough. Right. Like, yeah. Like the whole, I'm not good enough. And then that determines what we eat. Like that's mm -hmm. not, that's not a healthy relationship with food. Right. Um, you know, it, it skews our perspective of healthy, like all media and ads. And it leads us to believe that there's really something wrong with us and we need to change it. Yeah, we need to change it. And it's an issue that goes really deep. Um, and it's important to look first and always at where the money is made. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, that's where the advertisements are coming from. Um, yeah. The advertisements and uh, commercials and society tells us first, always, that we are not good enough as we are. Right? You can't sell us anything if we already think we're fine. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Need, that, I don't need that thing you're selling, right? Because I'm good. Yeah. But if I'm yeah. not good enough, uh, then I need it, right? So we're fat, we're broken, we're getting old, we're sick. And we need to try to make ourselves skinny, smooth, and young, right? Because that is the yeah. only way to be. And if you're anything other than skinny, and I say smooth, right? Like no cellulite, like supple no, bodies. No wrinkles. Strong, no wrinkles. <laughs> and guess what, you guys? They have what's going to work to fix us, and it only costs $29.99 a month. Isn't that great? Sweet. And then we buy it. <laughs> because we hear it over and over and over again, how broken and not good enough we are. And then when the thing, you know, the diet, the fat blaster, the magic skin cream, the detox tea, the newest health food uh, that is guaranteed to fix you doesn't work. What was the one I saw the other day? They're, uh, they're freezing fat now. We freeze oh. it. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't freeze, know how. Freeze it right off of you? I think so. I, it must be like some localized freezing. I don't know. <laughs> Can I go stand in my freezer and then I'll come out and be? I don't know, but that's the new one. I saw an ad for that one, right? Because yeah. fat is bad. We gotta, we have to freeze it off. That it sounds so painful. Yeah, it's like a wart, right? And when that thing doesn't work, we get down on ourselves. Yeah, right. We're cruel to ourselves because there's got to be something wrong with us because it was guaranteed to work. Yeah, and it worked for so many other people. Oh, it worked for everybody else in the commercial, for sure. Right. Like, they're gorgeous, right? They're skinny, yeah. they're smooth, they're young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Of course, you know, that's what they're selling us. And yeah. so we tell ourselves it's because we didn't have the motivation, we didn't have the drive, we didn't have the commitment to follow through with the plan. You know, there's something wrong with us, again, which really works in their favor. Um, it was something wrong with us, not that diet they were trying to sell us. And yeah. what we don't realize is that all of the things are complete bullshit and that we have been first, we've been buying the lie that we are unhealthy to start with. Um, and then, of course, the other way that the money is made is filling food with things that make them more addictive and cheap and delicious, mm -hmm. right? So sugar started to get put into everything because it became really, really cheap to make. Like they had this huge overabundance of it. And mm -hmm. so they... Mm -hmm. 
you know, the way our government subsidizes everything. So then they just started to put it into everything. And then they were like, ooh, fantastic. We have this cheap thing that makes you eat more of foods and we can sell you more of the foods. Um, yeah. And then chemicals are used to grow most of our food. Low quality ingredients are sold to us as healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where, that's where the money's coming from. And then, of course, the government, who's led by big business, gives us health recommendations that are based on bad <laughs> research. <laughs> And then it's so in our very pursuit for health, we are made more sick. Oh, it's yeah. so frustrating, right? Like once you step out of this diet mentality and take a look at the big picture, they're telling us that we're sick and unhealthy. And then we start down this, this cycle that just self-perpetuates. And it's such a fabulous scheme to make money. You know, I don't it know is. that somebody's like sitting at a business table meeting, you know, like in a conference room, like, hey, hey how else can we make people sick and and believe that they're terrible so we can sell them more things. Right. But it just like, it just works very conveniently for everyone. Um, and so the kicker is one of the side effects of all of this stuff is that we've been fed um, that. Oh, so one of the side effects of all this is that weight gain is a side effect of all of those money-making schemes. And that's again, very convenient because now they can sell us weight loss products. <laughs> right. And yeah, weight loss. And then, not to mention the pharmaceuticals that right. are being used because of, you know, the weight gain and possible ailments that come along mm -hmm. with that. Right. And so then we take medicine for the symptoms and then we, so we yeah. just kind of get more and more unhealthy, which is crazy because we're such a, a health focused society. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because our information is just based on, you know, bad ideas and kind of lies in the beginning. Um, and so basically it's just a losing game. <laughs> so, so the best thing to do would be to step out of it. Like, let's not play that game. Uh, my goal is not to help you find the best way to lose weight or to trick your mind into getting, you know, to the gym, even though you don't want to go. Um, and like do some hardcore workout to lose weight or to find the newest superfood or to help you detox the chemicals. Um, my goal is just to help you feel healthy and it could look like CrossFit and paleo for one person. And it could look like fast food and video games for somebody else. And mm -hmm. it could be any combination in between those things. But most importantly, it is health that feels like joy and happiness and success, not like punishment or hatred or shame. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because like after all of my time studying health and I feel like I've been interested in this like way too long, <laughs> like forever, I feel like I've missed some of these questions. Like why have I been fighting my health for so long? And why did I start restricting my calories at age 15 when I was in the peak shape of my life? Like my body was still growing. I was playing sports. I'm sure like two hours a day. Yeah. And, right. Like why did I believe that my body is falling apart and that one wrong bite of some evil food was going to launch me into illness. Um, you know, but just like everybody else, society told me that I wasn't good enough from the start. And then all the steps that I took to fix myself, well-meaning slowly deteriorated my health, not made it better. Yeah. And rant. And rant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Mary. Thank you. No, but you, I mean, we're bringing up some, <laughs> I think, awesome points. And I think things that we'll discuss, you know, maybe in depth 
in the future because yeah. we have i feel like we have so many points here and like yes. this question like why eat healthy anyway why like healthy? this question has brought up like you said so many more questions and mm -hmm. so many more ideas and just thinking so just getting you to think about that question like why do i eat healthy like yeah that's what we want we just want to start you like pondering and questioning and yeah yeah what is your what is your reason what is it, what is it? yeah so, yeah we often look to the scale to tell us what to eat we're told by doctors society advertising weight loss industry that the number on the scale has to be a certain number and if it isn't then we need to lose weight and in order to lose weight we need to eat x y or z yep or do copious amounts of cardio or maybe your BMI considers you overweight, so you think, I need to lose weight. So you look to, of course, changing your diet. Yep. So what does the number on the scale mean anyways? Does yeah. it determine your self-worth? Does it determine your health? Mm -hmm. uh, Mary and I, like, we've had conversations about the scale and BMI and how for me... Um, and I believe for you too, as well, Mary, that yep. we like at some points in our life and maybe even currently, you know, we're borderline overweight on the BMI scale and when calculating your height and weight. So when I would see this, I would kind of laugh. Like, like when I used to yeah. look at this, I'd like, I'd kind of laugh, you know, because I like, I felt healthy, you know, I yeah. ate a fairly clean diet. I was a very active person. So part of me would just laugh it off. But then there was part of me that would be mm -hmm. like, well, I guess I need to lose some weight. Yeah. And it didn't matter how healthy you felt in the moment. No, no. I, even mm -hmm. though I felt like really like when I look back on it, like, yep, I was fine. Like I was doing CrossFit and I was super strong. strong. Yeah. I was, you know, paddling. Like I was a very hours. strong. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. I was eating fairly, fairly healthy, you know. Um, but yeah, so part of me was like, well, okay, I guess I need to lose weight. And then yeah. I would reduce my food intake or, you know, lighten up on my sweets, even though I felt fine. Yep. Lots of energy, mental clarity. I slept well at night. <laughs> yeah. And I questioned whether or not I was healthy because of where I landed on this arbitrary chart. Yep. So, yeah. I was borderline overweight, so I had better do something about it. Yeah. And I actually, I checked my weight, um, just so I could just to check. And yeah. I told, like, I feel so good right now, like super healthy. And I was laughing about that. Um, cause we were preparing for this and I'm totally in the overweight part. Of Are you? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. That just, that cracks me up because I know you Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I, yeah. I want to check. I want to know. Yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about the research and the data yeah. sometimes. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So interesting. So you guys, yes, I want to invite you to use your imagination and come with me on a journey to a world where weight has no significance whatsoever. Oh. In this world, it doesn't matter what you weigh. Um, your self-worth isn't tied to the number on the scale and your partner or spouse will still love you no matter what you weigh or what size you wear. Your weight has no meaning in your life. 
It doesn't determine your BMI or whether you were considered obese or overweight. So I encourage you to take on this thinking just for this podcast, at least. <laughs> and in this world, we eat healthy food for health re reasons that have nothing to do with your weight and everything to do with fueling your body with nutri nutritious foods that will nourish each and every cell of your body. Yeah. And these cells make up your tissues and your tissues make up your organs and your organs make up your body systems and your systems all functioning together in perfect harmony make up your entire body. And these healthy nutrient-dense foods you choose to eat will create healthy hormonal responses in your body that keep your body in homeostasis. And they give you all day lasting energy and allow you to sleep great at night. Are you still with me? <laughs> I'm here. I'm loving this <laughs> okay. world. This world is fantastic. So in this new world, you choose to eat foods that nourish your body and keep it from disease instead of restricting foods that are bad for us. So how would you change your mindset around food and how would you change what you put into your body mm -hmm. if you lived on this in this new world? Yeah. So you find comfort in ways that don't involve food. So by getting out in nature and observing our environment, by meditating, by truly being present when you're engaging with your kids, or by having an uninterrupted conversation with your partner without any phones or technology. You're able to face any feeling no matter how uncomfortable. So fear, agitation, sadness, loneliness, all without food. Yeah. Does this, uh, does this world sound amazing or what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, would you want to go? Like, would you want to go to this world? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going. You're going? Would you like the first ticket, Mary? Yeah. I'll take you. Take me. So, like, what if I told you that this world is available to you now? What if what? I told you... <laughs> what if I told you that a shift in perspective and thought will completely yeah. change your approach to food and what you choose to put in your mouth? Mm -hmm. So you may be thinking, Kisa, you are crazy. In what universe are you living? <laughs> I want to share with you that, first of all, I'm living in your universe. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. I'm on planet Earth. <laughs> no, but the, like really, like I once had the mentality around food that it was the enemy. Mm -hmm. That the fewer calories I ate in a day, the better that my weight determined my worth and that I had no control in how I processed my cravings and my feelings. I had a love-hate relationship with food and exercise. Uh, my workouts were determined by how much I had eaten the day before, or they were just like, let me get the max amount of calories burned. So right. I didn't lose weight. it was all about calories. Like all about how many calories. calories did I burn? Yeah. So weight that, and like, like I wanted to lose weight and like looking back, like I didn't need to lose weight. Really. No. <laughs> like, but, you know, I thought I truly 
thought that I needed to lose weight in order to be loved, to fit in, or to fit in like the appropriate size clothing that society said I should be wearing. I ate in order to avoid my feelings because I didn't know how to process them without food. Uh, I also thought that we should be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. So I would shame myself for feeling anything but a positive feeling, which led me to overeating even more. Yeah. And this was my old world. Yeah. My new world. Let me share my new world with you. I no longer view food as the enemy. I see it as fuel for my body to give it energy it needs to operate each and every cell in my body. When I nourish each cell in my body, I give my body the opportunity to build and maintain a beautiful human. Yep. I no longer count calories or even really care about them. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I work, I work out for, like stress relief for the love of the activity for the community um, because it helps me sleep at night or sleep well at night. Um, And it helps me to handle like more intense situations. I now know how to process my emotions without food and realize that we are not meant to be happy a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. which was mind blowing when I learned right. that. Um, <laughs> and that it's okay to have negative feelings, like any yeah. kind of negative feeling. I can now sit with negative emotions without heading straight for the ice cream. Yeah. Um, it's, so free knowing that I have the tools to process my emotions without food and that I look to food for fueling my body versus punishing my body or like denying my body. Yeah. And all of this came through just changing my thoughts around food. I didn't, um, it wasn't like, Oh, this is the new diet. And now all of a sudden I have this ability. (laughs) Right. It was all through like my thoughts, like the way I perceived myself, the way I looked at food and viewed food. And I, you know, I had to change my thoughts around that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but training for a marathon doesn't happen overnight either. Making a baby doesn't happen overnight. I mean, well, kind of. (laughs) Let's let me be clear on that one. Um, The development of the baby takes a little while. Stomach takes a while. That takes nine months. Um, But you know, you get what I'm I'm saying. You know, it's not like this overnight quick fix thing, right? Um, You know, it was hard work, but it was completely worth it. And you know, just like the training for the marathon was completely worth it. Um this too was, you know, completely worth the time and effort. And, you know, you may be saying like, oh, well, like you just like, or you may be asking, I'll I'll rephrase that. You may be asking like, well, do you ever eat unhealthy food? I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I do. Right. (laughs) But I don't beat myself up about it. Yeah. I'm always amazed, you know, that my body can take cake and make body parts. Like my body is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I eat, I mean, I eat ice cream. I love ice cream. And if you don't know that about me yet, 
I love ice cream. Let it be known. Let it be known. I love ice cream. Um, Ice cream. And I eat it. But now, like, the difference between, like, my old world to my new world is that I used to eat ice cream and, like, beat myself up for it. Mm -hmm. And, like, okay, I have to run, you know, X amount of miles in order to burn off those calories. And now I just eat the ice cream and enjoy it. And it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So, so yeah, I mean, changing your perspective and thoughts about why you eat the foods you choose to eat. So Mm -hmm. going from like this restricting mentality and having thoughts of, I can't have that. That's not allowed on my diet or that will make me fat to a smart perspective of like fueling your body. And I like to go to like that cellular level. Like I'm feeding those cells in my body. Um, to perform at its highest level so it can be present at work with my family and make time for self-care and think thoughts like, you know, I choose to eat nutrient-dense foods that fuel my body. Fruit is amazing and gives me energy. Um, I feel my body with the right amount of foods for me. Um, You know, what if you went from this lack mentality to an abundance mentality? Mm -hmm. Like if you were enough and perfect right now as you are without changing anything, how would your food choices change? If you were just perfect right now, how would, how would that change your food choices? Would you even be worried about eating healthy or would it just, you know, would it come automatically? Would you even care about what you ate? Like, it's amazing. You know, when Kisa starts talking about cellular level, like yeah. take, just take a moment to think about what your body is doing all the time. Like taking what we put into it and creating like skin cells and mm-hmm. like making muscles and doing all kinds of things for us. Like I did yeah. take care of this one. I need to take care of this one body I've been given. Yeah. But now that our rants about what society <laughs> says about our health are over, let's talk about real life wellness, right? Because we, we do believe yeah. in health and wellness and, and they are very important. Mm-hmm. And Kisa and I both believe in eating good, nutritious food. And for me, for a long time, it was about losing weight because in my mind, thin was healthy, overweight was unhealthy. And it really like, it's an obvious indicator of your health if that were true, Right. If thin equals yeah. healthy, then you can yeah. step on a scale and tell your health from that. Mm-hmm. It's just not technically true. So we got to move past that. Yeah. Um, so over time, I was able to start listening to my body to tell me about my own health. And it's given me much better information than the scale ever did. So if we're not going to determine our health by the number on the scale, then so what other options are there? Right? So for right. What- with, with physical health, paying attention to what your body is telling you. So are you in pain? That's, that's a pretty good indicator that something is, you know, not going according to plan. Are, how is your breathing? That's a really good one. You know, are you breathing well? Yeah. Um, how much energy do you have in the morning? How much energy do you have, um, you know, in the evening after the day? Like how often do you get sick? I think those are, those are better indicators than, than any number on a scale could tell you. And that's just physical health. Yeah. 
right? We're, we talk about real life wellness here. We're not just talking about, you know, physical health and, and weight, you know, it's only one small piece of the puzzle anyway. So in the show notes, I'm including a worksheet with a tool called the wheel of life. And this is, um, it's just one example of, of that kind of tool. But basically, it looks at your health, but it includes many categories that are often ignored when we talk about health. Um, because magazines are very focused on, you know, weight and exercise. So if you look at health, you could look at physical health, but then you could also look at like finances and money. You could look mm -hmm. at romance, significant other. Do you have somebody else in your life? Um, family and friends, social networks, um, personal growth. I think this is a huge one that a lot of people miss mm -hmm. where we start to feel this lack of purpose and this sense of boredom and dissatisfaction and finding ways where we're pushing ourselves a little bit in our lives, you know, not just worrying about a number on the scale, but like, am I learning new things? Am I, you know, am I doing things that are growing me as a person? Um, yeah. And then also fun and recreation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we exercise just to like lose calories or, you know, sweat it off. We get so mean about it, but like, what about just playing a game, you know, going out in the woods, mm -hmm. um, physical environment. You can look at, you know, where, where are you in the world and who are you surrounding yourself with and what are your surroundings like? And then your career and your job, you know, and these are literally like, these are just some of the things that we could use to look at your health. Um, and there's other wheel of life tools that have other categories that I think are just as useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mary, that's um, a really helpful tool. And I do use uh, with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I do use mm -hmm. um, a wheel of life similar to um, what you just explained. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how like, you know, you just work on one of the, cause so they like, you know, kind of self assess themselves and they right. see, you know, what areas are they kind of lacking? And so we'll choose an area that they're lacking in to work on. Mm -hmm. And just by working on that, how they like, they just feel so much better, you know, yeah. and it makes, other decisions in their life a lot easier. It makes doing other things in their life a lot easier. Um, so it just brings up their overall health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, we tend to ignore those other things. And when we ignore yeah. them, um, you know, yeah. we don't we don't score so well on that part of the scale. So it's, it's a yeah. nice roundabout way of looking at your health. Yeah, and when you take time to work on any of these areas that may need more attention, mm -hmm. you're working on your health. And for me, I know that, um, I mean, like as you're going over these, I was like, okay, I can think of an example of when I, mm -hmm. you know, like how that affects my health. I can think of an example of how that affects my health. Yeah. Um, but for me, I know that I don't always make time for fun and recreation, which yeah, a lot of people don't for me, like for me, that's like playing in the ocean or going for a walk on the beach. And when I don't make this a priority in my life, I can see that my overall well-being goes down. Mm. I get easily annoyed by little things. I get stressed out easier. Um, I tend to be not the best partner to my husband. Um, I see that it not only affects me, but it affects my husband and daughter as well because they're yeah. the ones who have to live with me. <laughs> so. <laughs> Other people I can get away from, but, um, 
Yeah. My husband and my daughter, you know, they have they'll to notice them. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when I refocus my time and energy and I incorporate, you know, a beach walk or some time in the ocean, I feel so much more at peace. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to handle stress better and the little things, you know, don't bother me as much. I communicate better with my husband and I'm more loving and understanding with my daughter. So this to me is having a huge positive effect on my health. Yeah. And you know, I I like the way that this tool shows that it's a wheel, right? If I'm only focused on what I'm eating, which so much of, you know, society focuses on what we're eating and how we're exercising, like very, like, that's how you're going to determine your health you will see a lot of people's, you know, wheel of life tool is going to look really out of balance. You know, those things are really like at a peak level. And then all of those other things are at really low levels, you know, because mm-hmm. if I'm spending all of my energy in those areas, mm-hmm. then I don't have energy for other things like personal growth or creativity or fun. You know, I can't have fun mm-hmm. if I have to go to the gym and be on the machine for six hours a day. You know, there's no <laughs> right. time for fun. I got to run these calories off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, you can, if, if you don't go to the show notes, you can just Google wheel of life and there's a whole bunch of different, um, uh, different examples and, you know, print one out and ask yourself, they're all basically, it's a circle, the middle of the circle being zero and the outside of the circle being a 10 and then different categories, um, around the circle. And you kind of, you gauge yourself on, right? Like if you take the category of fun and recreation, like how am I doing on a scale of one to 10 getting fun and recreation time into my life? And then you put that little dot on the scale and then you, you know, you go around and you do that for all the different things and see if it's a balanced circle or if it's pretty wonky, you know, mine usually has a little spike somewhere. Like one of the things I'm concentrating more on than the others. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really great way to take a look at, you know, how am I doing in general about health and ooh, I thought I was gonna have background music for a moment. No, sorry. Oh well, <laughs> I can I can put some on for you, Mary. Oh, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, but I think that's a really good tool to start with. You know, looking at your health from that kind of perspective, and then seeing whether or not physical health is really the thing that you need to be focusing on right now. Um, so that's a great way to determine your health. And then Keith and I were just talking before I, you know, I was just listening to a podcast before we were recording this podcast and, um, you know, the lady on that one was just saying, you know, are you restricting food out of fear? Are you changing what you're eating or what you're exercising? Like, are you doing any of that out of fear or are you choosing something for your health and nutrition and, um, being able to ask yourself the question, what would love do or, you know, what would be the most loving decision in this moment? You know, is it loving to eat this particular thing for my body? I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good question too. Yeah. Awesome, Mary. I love it. So should we give them some tips? Let's give some tips. Okay. Let's give some tips. So we figured uh, we'd give some tips on how to determine if you want to think about eating quote unquote, healthier foods or not, since the name of the podcast was why eat healthy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So one, again, wheel of life just went over it a really good um, determiner. Is that a word? A determiner of your health. 
I don't think that's a word, but I like it. I don't right? think that's the word, but I know what you're getting at. It and feels I can't good. The word. It feels good. It's now a word. Yeah, it's now. Um, it's now a word. Okay. <laughs> so it's a really good tool to see how balanced your life is in general, like your overall wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two is just asking yourself about um, your energy level throughout the day. Um, and that goes mm-hmm. hand in hand a little bit with like mental clarity. So Mm -hmm. asking yourself, like, in the morning, am I waking up fairly energetic? And I don't mean, like, jumping out of bed. Not many people, (laughs) like, woo, five o'clock in the morning, they jump out of bed. But, you know, after you do your morning routine, are you feeling energetic enough to, like, get to work and do the things that you want to do? How are you feeling at that, like, 2 p.m. mark, you know, towards the middle, mid-end of your work day? And, you know, do you have the energy to spend time with your family? Um, Is your brain fuzzy? you know, how, how is your energy and your mental clarity? Mm -hmm. Um, the third tip, the third thing to look for is your stress levels. And I don't think I need to go too much into that. I think as soon as I said that you probably are able to determine what your stress levels are. You know, if you're feeling really stressed and burnt out, then you may want to consider maybe eating healthier foods or maybe looking at a different area, um, on that wheel of life. Yeah. Those are some good things to start with. Yeah. So our fourth, fourth tip would be looking at your relationships. Mm-hmm. So having healthy relationship relationships is a foundation of health. So when there's tension or negative relationships in mm-hmm. your life, then this negatively affects your health. So learning to communicate effectively, set health, healthy boundaries, as well as working through conflict will help you create uh, healthy relationships in your life resulting in health. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's any, I mean, any kind of relationships doesn't have to be like, you know, your, your spouse or partner, but Mm -hmm. you know, relationships at work and setting healthy boundaries at work um, and with friends. Yeah. Boundaries are awesome. We highly recommend it. Go listen to the podcast on boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> I'm not lying either. <laughs> it's pretty it's so amazing. Good. It's really good. Um, and then our last tip for you is, you know, looking at your mental health mm-hmm. and processing um, how you process emotions. Uh, so when you when we realize that we are not meant to have positive emotions or feelings all the time then we stop shaming ourselves for having negative or difficult emotions. Uh, We learn how to process these negative emotions in a healthy way and it reduces buffering or avoiding them with food, Netflix, alcohol, or any other behavior that has a negative effect on our lives. Yeah. And, you know, because we've, we've been doing this for so long, you know, pushing those emotions away, I highly recommend a therapist or a coach to, to get yeah. some help, um, experiencing those negative emotions with somebody there to kind of keep you feeling safe and knowing that those emotions are not gonna, they're not going to kill you. Emotions yeah. don't kill us. Um, but they can be really scary. Yeah. Um, when we start feeling them and for some people it's not, it's not so scary, but if you find you're having a hard time dealing with your emotions, then, uh, I highly recommend get, get thee to a therapist. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, friends. That's all we've got for you today. I feel like we got we have lots more for you another day. Talk about it all day today. Um, Oh man! Thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. 
If you'd like to know more about us and if you have any questions or comments, head on over to the dedicated Facebook group. Um, you can contact me at my website at maryelisepreston.com or Kisa at her website at kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. And, you know, definitely let us know questions and comments, uh, those links to the book. Um, I'm going to share also some Instagram people that I've been following that, uh, that I found just really, just really fascinating. And so I'm just going to okay. do like a little list. And then I also found another list that's really great. So I'll share that person's list. So I'll share the link to their list, but I'll share who I, I follow. Um, so send us questions, comments, go look for that information and hopefully we will not rant about this for too long and we'll get to a, a podcast to answer your questions. Yeah. For you. All right. Bye friends. Bye.